Welcome to the Happy Place podcast. I'm Rina, your host. I'm a Shibari artist, tantric body worker, former dominatrix, and extreme sports athlete. I guide people to their core, creating safe spaces for healing and self-discovery. Since childhood, I've challenged societal norms. Through extreme sports, tantra, unconventional sexuality, and psychedelics, I've discovered profound truths. This podcast is for seekers like me, exploring meaning and spiritual illumination in the midst of life's intensity. Get ready to be inspired, amazed, and transformed as we unravel the mysteries of the happy place. Welcome to episode number four, and today we are going to talk about tantric bodywork as a sacred ceremony or ceremonial journey. I love board ceremony. For me, it means an opportunity to infuse life with something beautiful, with richness, with nuances that we wouldn't notice otherwise. It's an opportunity to really slow down and really feel and breathe and notice something really special and different and beautiful that we wouldn't have a chance to really do it otherwise if we were just simply rushing through life. Now, let me explain the word ceremony as for some of you, it can mean something hippie or new agey. It's a Latin word which actually means holiness or sacredness. Ceremony can be described as a religious ritual, or for some of you, ceremony can be described as formal occasions such as wedding, funeral, Thanksgiving dinner, or tea ceremony. There can be ceremonial great cacao or matcha, which also means as something more subtle, rich, and nuanced, different from ordinary. It's an opportunity to create something extraordinary from an ordinary life. We might go through life on autopilot quite mechanically doing what we are supposed to do or what we've been doing already daily without an opportunity to slow down and create a special occasion or special experience to derive subtleties and nuances from an ordinary experience that we are already having daily. Now, why is it important in conjunction with tantric body work? Let's really dive into this. Think about a classic day of a modern person, someone who is like me, or perhaps you, someone who has a busy schedule, a lot of things on their plate, maybe career or family responsibilities. It is someone who is waking up already thinking what to do next, someone who is taking shower and already thinking about the next thing they have to do, someone who is rushing through their cup of coffee and breakfast, that person probably will not notice the taste of that coffee, the taste of that breakfast, someone who will just take shower on autopilot without noticing how that water feels on their skin. That's someone who will just get dressed really fast in something they were wearing many times before. So this morning routine can feel like something really ordinary, repetitive. Something can be done mechanically because there are more important things coming up ahead. And those important things can be also done really fast. 
fast, really in a hurry, without an opportunity to slow down and notice the nuances. So as you can see, I'm describing you this modern day matrix where we just go as robots and doing many, many things uh, while actually the life itself is being skipped because life itself is overlooked as life really happens in the present moment. Life doesn't really come to us when we achieve enough or do enough or fulfill all the responsibilities. Life is right here, right now, as I'm also speaking about it and really feeling into this present moment, whether I'm acutely aware of it or I'm just speaking those things because I need to finish speaking them at some point. <laughs> Very important moment of introspection, but where am I pointing with that? I'm pointing at modern day disease where we are not able to live life fully, where we are not having an opportunity to squeeze juice out of every moment and notice the richness, the beauty, the power, the divinity of it. Instead, we just need to rush through life. So ceremony, why I love the sport so much, is an opportunity to infuse life with presence and therefore find more meaning in ordinary moment. We can create something extraordinary or ceremonial uh, out of something very simple, such as drinking tea. Can you imagine the difference between just having gulp after gulp and just finishing that tea really fast? Or having a ceremonial experience, having a tea ceremony where you drink tea out of that tiny little cup where every little taste of it is different and every cup is different. Each time it's a different cup of tea and we have an opportunity to really smell it, breathe it, taste it, notice how it comes through our body. Well, of course, it would be amazing to have a whole life as a ceremony, but let's do one step at a time. And today I would love to talk to you about something so important as sexuality or lovemaking. I can imagine you can perceive some parallels here, right? That lovemaking can be also done quite mechanically. We learn one way of doing it and we just keep on repeating it on autopilot. Unfortunately, it's quite a reality for many people. I'm a tantric body worker and many clients confess to me the details of their intimate lives. And it's a very common uh, sharing that I'm hearing that a lot of people are dissatisfied with their sex lives because they are tired of going through motions. There is no juice, no meaning. And at some point, there is no longer any libido. And then we question what's wrong with us, why there is no libido, why there is no more desire for our partner. And I can share briefly my own experience because I used to be there myself too. I used to be in a relationship for many years. And as it happens for many, many people, there is uh, no longer any juice in it. There was a point that I started to see how 
me and my partner, we go through the same patterns, the same motions, something that seems to be really working for us, something that we, at some point of our relationship, we found that we like it, we get off on this, we get some pleasure from it. He knows where I like to be touched. I know how he likes to be touched. And we go on satisfying each other in exactly the same way. And at some point, it becomes the same routine of us just getting tired at night before bedtime, just starting to touch each other, rub our bodies against each other exactly in the same way and just going through exactly the same experience with just a tiny bit of differences here and there, but mostly it would start really feeling the same. I started to really crave for something different, for variety. And at some point I would start talking to my partner about it. And this is where the idea of ceremonial journey came to me. And I started to realize how much many of us would benefit if our lovemaking can be transformed into a ceremonial journey from time to time. Of course, I understand it's really difficult for many of us to devote a lot of time to lovemaking as many of us have children and have many responsibilities and simply don't have enough time. Yet I know that if we really prioritize our love life, then we can always find, we can always make time, we can always create time. And it all starts with understanding of importance of having a special location, a special experience of really slowing down and question it. What does my body really want? What do I really desire? Is it exactly the same thing that I received before? Is it exactly the same touch that I received before? And also, how do I want to approach my partner? How do I want to touch them? How do I want to kiss them? How do I want to make love to them? Is it exactly the same way as I did before? Or perhaps it's something different. Now, of course, it's much easier to repeat something that we've done before. It doesn't require too much creativity and effort, but what's really crucial is that it doesn't require us to be vulnerable. Ceremonial experience is something that is fresh, something that is new, and we are taking chance to dive into the unknown. We are taking this leap of faith of trying something new because there is never a guarantee that it will turn out to be right. So let me really describe tantric bodywork step by step as you will notice all the parallels that you can find for your lovemaking experience and you will be able to derive a lot of benefits from this podcast. Tantric bodywork or it also called yoni massage for women or lingam massage for men is an opportunity to explore oneself in depth. It's an intentional journey into oneself, into the body, right? It's an opportunity to get out of habits, get out of mind, get out of shoots, how it's supposed to look like, how it's supposed to be. It's a deep journey into vulnerability, authenticity, and surrender. 
I really love this word so much and I really feel nourished each time there is such an opportunity, whether it's an opportunity for myself or my partner, my client, I feel a lot of freshness, juice and joy in it. Now, the goal of such experience cannot be only pleasure because pleasure is only one color of all spectrum. Pleasure can mean relaxation, pleasure can mean orgasm, pleasure can mean bliss, but pleasure can be also derived from unleashing certain pent-up emotions and energy, which might not look so pleasant and feel necessarily as something pleasant in the body. Even pain can be pleasurable as long as it's something that feels true and real and authentic to ourselves in that moment. So ceremonial journey like this can include a lot of different elements of pain and pleasure and The key point here is to really stay present. Now, let me share more concretely how it really looks like. So I will share how I do it for both men and women. There will be other episodes where I can go in more details on what is really yoni massage and what is really lingam massage, but for the purpose of this episode, I would like to share the ceremonial aspects of this experience so you can really pick up some moments, some ideas, some inspiration for your love life, because you don't really need to go all the way outside of your comfort zone and schedule a multiple hour tantric bodywork experience, although it can be quite an amazing journey and opportunity for you. However, consider picking up small elements, something that feels inspiring or like aha or special, something that really resonates in you from my sharing. So my tantric bodywork with client begins with an intention. It has to be an intentional journey. So I ask my client, what is it really important for you now? What would you like to reach? What is your soul's calling? What is your heart's desire? What is something that feels alive for you, which doesn't even need to really make logical sense? For someone, it can be a <sighs> exhaling. For someone, letting go. For someone, creativity. For someone, freedom. For someone, trust. So all these beautiful words can be used as an intention. It has to be something really authentic for my client. And when I ask my client, what is their intention for this experience? I really look at their body. I look at their facial expression and the tone of their voice. I want to feel that confirmation. Like, yes, it's something that really feels alive. I want this experience to really explore love. Like if love is their word, we really go for that. So we've set the intention and intention is like our polar star. It's our compass of the experience. We know why we are here. We are here for freedom, for love, for devotion, for surrender, for trust, or perhaps to explore deeper potential, to connect to the body, to connect to all the 
rejected parts of ourselves. It's important that we don't put it intellectually. We don't try to copy some beautiful words, but we really connect to what feels alive. What is our longing today? What's really important for us right this moment? So once we set intention, we start going right in it. Another key point of the ceremonial journeys that I offer is to really slow things down. I really take time. It's something that should not be rushed. We really need to slow down enough to start noticing things that we might not notice otherwise. I love to begin with a tea ceremony. I love to use this little Chinese style um, pots of tea with tiny little cups. Now those cups are important because they are giving an opportunity to really taste it without swallowing it too fast, but really indulge in it, like really treat it as something extremely special. Like this cup is something very precious. This cup will never be repeated again. Imagine this is really life itself. Every moment is so new, so unique. It will never be the same, even if you end up exactly in the same place with the same attributes, the same setting again, something will be different because you will be different. So this moment is not to be repeated. And I love to emphasize it. I love to share with my receiving partner how special this moment is. And they just follow along with me. And when I drink that cup of tea, I really smell it. I feel it in my fingers as I'm holding the cup. Is it warm? Is it hot? How does it really feel? And while we drink this tea, I can invite a deeper conversation. I don't want to ask, hey, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks. Well, I really want to hear how they are feeling. How was their night? How was the morning? What was the first thing on their mind when they woke up today? What was their deepest desire this morning? What was really going on in their emotional world? And how about right now? How is the body feeling? How is the heart beating? How is their breath so starting to really notice the subtleties about the body. Uh, next point here is to really connect with the body because body has all their life in it, right? Without connecting to our bodies, we cannot connect to other bodies, <laughs> right? We cannot connect to other humans, to life around us. So I find it tremendously important to start paying attention to how we feel within our bodies. In fact, one of the spiritual masters, Eckhart Tolle, likes to call it, feel your inner body, right? Feel how your arm really feels from the inside. This is a great bridge to the present moment, to the power of now, like Eckhart Tolle likes to say. So there are certain gateways into present moment. One of them is feeling the body. Another one is feeling the breath. So I love to guide my client into feeling their breath right now, right this moment. Another one is safety. What makes you feel safe? That's another question I like to ask my client. What is it like to feel 
safe for you, what's important to you. And of course, there are some practical formalities such as confidentiality, which is important in our work. But I love to go for a deeper ones, something that can spontaneously come out of them. Like often it sounds like I want to just be myself and not be judged. It's really common for us because imagine most of our lives, people are um, playing certain roles. We have to keep up. We have to keep a certain role of uh, boss, employee, husband, wife, a son, brother, mother. All these are roles and we have a lot of ideas how we're supposed to be in order to be good at them. So when it comes to this ceremonial journey just like that, I love to inspire my client to really be themselves in order to feel safe. I want to create that space of unconditional presence, of just being there for them, giving them a chance to share anything without adding any of my own judgments on top of it. I want them to really allow themselves to be themselves, as simple as that. It's not simple for many people. Many of us don't feel safe in our households, unfortunately. That's true. Our home, the place that's meant to be our shelter, our safe heaven, is not safe for many of us, even though we might feel safe physically, we might feel emotionally not safe, we might not feel safe to share some of our deepest truth. So I love to create space of safety for my clients so they can feel safe at least here, at least at this really special, extraordinary occasion, right? Because by creating something extraordinary, at least sometimes we can pick up certain elements and take them into our ordinary lives, start changing little pieces and snippets and aspects and elements here and there. And that's enough. One step at a time is enough to create the lasting change. So going further after having this tea ceremony and some deeper conversation with my clients, um, discovering more about what makes them feel safe, discussing perhaps certain elements around the space, like how do you like this space? Uh, How is the temperature for you? How is the light? Do you like brighter light or do you prefer to dim the light? I gather more information, I really actively listen. Another element of ceremonial experience is active listening, where I devote my full attention to my partner, when I really listen to them and pay attention to everything they say. And I'm just there, I'm just hearing, I'm just noting everything they said. And as simple as that, it can be really difficult in... um, ordinary relationship. Unfortunately, we are not really taught that precious skill of active listening. While I love to emphasize the importance of just listening, nothing else to do, no distracting ourselves, no looking at the phone, no listening while thinking of something else or having an inner argument with this person like I would do it differently or think differently or I disagree. No, those things can be put aside. I just want to really listen to them so they can feel fully seen, fully received in my presence. 
Now, next one is the ritual of consecration. Consecration is a ritual of, first of all, bringing my partner into the present moment awareness, where we can really dive into this moment, into the body, really intensify what we've just started, right? We've been already prepping for this moment, and now we are formally, officially, ritualistically diving into present moment. So I love to give my uh, client the guided meditation where I really guide them into their breath, their body. I can give them some visual cues of, for example, putting outside of the room anything that happened before this moment, putting outside of this room anything that's meant to happen later on today, putting outside of this room thinking mind, now, I've picked up a lot of cues for guided meditations from my favorite authors of guided meditations, and I've created my own blend, my own unique mix by blending what I've loved hearing from other guides and also something that feels natural to me, something of my own creativity. And... What's really important is that as I give this guidance, I need to follow it too. I cannot tell my client to relax while I'm tense. I cannot tell my client to breathe deeper while I'm actually breathing really fast or holding my breath. So it's important that I follow this guidance and I allow them to follow it as well. And consecration, the word consecration means an act of offering of all fruits, merits, and results of the journey to the divine consciousness. It's a very ancient spiritual tradition, and you can find different variations of it in different traditions. In fact, it's hard to find any religion or spirituality that doesn't have its own version of consecration. Consecration is an active desire to invite something higher than ourself into the room, into this moment, into the present. It's also an act of surrendering of our selfish motives, of our ideas, how it should be, or attachment to a certain outcome and allowing the universe, the nature, God, whatever you want to call it, to lead the way. So it's an opportunity to step off from the steering wheel and let something greater than ourselves guide us instead. And I love to do this formally, and I love to guide my partner through this. So I cannot emphasize enough how beautiful, powerful, and important it is. And many of my clients give me feedback that, wow, this moment, I really felt it. I really let go. I really felt ready to step outside of my comfort zone and experience, explore something different than I ever explored before in the past. So after doing the consecration ritual, now we are ready for a full body massage. It's important to give attention to different body parts. And it's also important to start from a periphery. Now, this is not the massage that's really meant to fix something. Although, of course, I totally love the more therapeutical versions of the massage. However, for the purpose, for the intention of this experience, we really want to focus on 
this main priority of presence, of really staying with the body. Now, many of us, when we receive massages, we can really space out and think of something else and just kind of on the back of our mind, feel the massage, feel the touch, but we can get distracted and then come back and feel the massage. So in this body work, it's really important to stay with them experience for both giver and receiver. So when I give massage, I really focus on my breath and I really feel how that breath flows through my whole body, through my fingers. And as I breathe, I start to glide the body with my hands and I just allow that spontaneity to take over. Now, there are certain elements of massage that is used as an inspiration, but we're not going to go into all of this. And this podcast, I would like to focus for now on the key elements of this ceremonial journey. The key element here is presence, is really staying here and now. And let me tell you, presence has its magic because if you extend presence, you start noticing how you're drifting in the altered states of consciousness. As you stay present, you are starting to feel not only your conscious mind, but deeper elements, the subconscious or something that is underneath the surface of your mind. You start feeling your creativity, your instincts, intuition, your inner guidance, something that is really different than your ordinary expression. You are no longer thinking of how it should be, what's right, what's wrong, but you are kind of going in that state of flow. And for the receiving partner, it's also an opportunity to really feel every element of touch, how that touch connects to the body, how the body responds to the touch. And it's also an opportunity to be really authentic and really own your experience. I highly encourage my clients to really connect to where they are and feel if their body feels like whole yes or no. Because at any point, we can divert and change the experience. You don't have to agree to everything that you receive. You can change your mind. You can ask for something different. You can ask for a stronger touch, softer touch. You can just ask to stop for a moment and breathe. You can have a moment of communication and connection. There is a lot of opportunity for spontaneity and creativity when you are present in the moment and really listening to your body and honoring your body. So it's important not to tune out or space out or think of something different. We really want to stay connected in the present moment. And the beautiful outcome is that we are no longer two, we are one in this journey. We start functioning as one. We are flowing in unison. We are really feeling so connected. Of course, we don't want to be perfect at that. There might be moments of misattunement. There are, there might be some discords and it's an opportunity to slow down and change something, breathe through it, notice something different. And yet, most of the time in my tantric bodywork experiences, through mutual intention to stay present, we are able to create this 
level of attunement where I really feel what their body wants and they really feel me and we are breathing through this experience together. Next point is that I love to invite my client to express themselves throughout the experience. Now they can express themselves verbally like, "Mm, I like it, or They can express themselves non-verbally through active exhalations. Active exhalations are great tools of intimate communication between partner. I love to invite my clients, my partner, the receiving partner into active exhalation. So let me give you an example of what it sounds like. As for many of you, it can sound like something new. What does it mean, active exhalation? So... If you, for example, feel like you are really enjoying yourself, then you can take a deep, deep breath and then Now, it has to be authentic, of course. If you're really enjoying yourself, allow an authentic expression of your enjoyment. Your body really knows it. No need to copy any porn star or someone else that makes some nice sounds. You really want to find your voice. Now, there can be some frustrating experience. So you can be like, ah. Give yourself freedom to express yourself and both giving and receiving partner can make sounds and you can find a full spectrum of expressions as you can make so many different sounds, so many different ways of exhaling and really transmuting your experience. Now, you can do so much more with your exhalation as opposed to seeking for words that can describe your experience. Nonverbal communication is really powerful. And of course, sometimes you need to express yourself also verbally. It's important that you are not spacing out, that you are here and constantly giving feedback through vocal exhalations. And of course, it's okay from time to time to really stay quiet and indulge in your experience very quietly. Now we are massaging a full body. We want to give every part of the body its own special attention. Every body part is alive. We really want to treat it as a some really extraordinary body part, like really massaging every finger, like it's the most precious thing on earth. Touching the parts that are usually less popular for touch, such as underneath the elbows or knees, or some parts that are not really considered to be sexy in mainstream culture. You never know, you might experience some new form of touch that can feel like something so special and like, how come I never been touched here? How come I haven't been touched like this? So give space, give time for spontaneity, for exploring the new forms of touch, different creative forms of touch. Of course, for the given partner, it can be risky. They might feel like, "Mm, I just want to grab it. And grabbing it can be really what your partner is looking for, or maybe not. Then your partner will tell you, "Mm, that grabbing didn't really click with me. Maybe try something different. So it gives a chance to communicate honestly. So another key point here is honesty. 
honest communication between partners, even if that honest communication means saying, stop, I don't like it, this doesn't feel quite right. Don't be afraid, don't be a people pleaser here and now. This is a very important point here because so often in lovemaking, we consider a pleasure of other person more important than ours. And we believe that by submitting to something we don't like, we give them more pleasure. Well, it's not true. I would never want my partner to receive something from me that they don't enjoy. It will not give me pleasure. In fact, I feel so much better as a giving partner, as someone who is guiding my client, when my partner is able to tell me if it's a full yes, they like it, or if they want it to be different. I feel safer when my partner owns their boundaries. So keep that in mind. Extremely important point. No people pleasing. No people pleasing in intimacy. No need to please your partner at your expense. There is no pleasure of other person if you are not receiving pleasure, if you don't like what you are doing or receiving. It might be a short-term pleasure for someone. I can imagine, yes, if you kind of um, break your boundary while trying to please another person, there can be a short-term benefit, but it will never serve you in the long term because the same situation will be repeated again and again, and your unconscious frustration will keep on growing, and your misattunement with your partner will keep on growing. So my encouragement here, stay true to yourself. When you are true to yourself, when you're loving yourself, this is when you're true to your partner and you are loving your partner. When you're making love, you are one, right? Of course, you're two people and sometimes there has to be some communication or some negotiation. At the same time, you're striving to be one and you cannot become one when you're compromising your desires, needs and boundaries. It's really important to honor them. And if it's hard for you for now, just confess this to your partner so they can be extra cautious and check in on you more often honesty, authenticity, vulnerability is the key of ceremonial experience. And the biggest key here is presence. It's slowing down enough to really be present and notice all the key points. What is your boundary? What is your need? What is your desire? Any moment it can change. So that's why I encourage really slowing down. Oof, I'm really passionate about this topic as I find this so important that our sexuality is not mechanical. And I would love to for you to be able to pick up certain elements of what I'm describing from my ceremonial journeys that I'm giving to my clients and really take it with you into your everyday life. Now, wrapping up the experience, I will definitely come back to the topics of lingam and yoni massage in future podcasts. But for now, I feel like oof, we've covered so many important points. So let me share how we end the experience, right? In a 
classic lovemaking, there has to be like a major discharge release and then kind of like moment of dropping and stopping abruptly. It's actually happening quite often in uh, classic intimacy. And this is how we've been taught and this is what really happens in mainstream porn. Well, in uh, my ceremonial journeys, I like to end things as soft and slow and gradual like we've started we don't want to aim for a quick, abrupt finish. We want to really slow things down. So um, the way I like to do it is by massaging the whole body at the end and really moving the energy throughout the body. Now, the topic of energy sublimation is the key topic in Tantra. Tantric experience is a holistic experience. And when it comes to tantric sexuality, we don't want to keep the energy or the activation only in one body part, such as genitals. We want to move this energy around the body. Now, if you haven't experienced this before, it might be hard for you to tune in to the subtlety of that energy from the first try and that's okay it takes a bit of time to master it but the way it works in tantric body work that we want to really distribute that energy anywhere and everywhere in the body in in every levels and layers of the body we want to move it through physical body through energetic body through emotional body and mental body and even deeper through more divine aspects in of ourself we want to create unity or congruency between different layers and levels of who we are and also between physical body parts so i definitely want to make sure i'm massaging my partner throughout the whole body and they are feeling fully nourished and they receive attention and care anywhere and everywhere in who they are. And then we are wrapping up with a um, similar re similar ending as it happens in classic yoga, like Shavasana or deep rest and relaxation. I love to cover my partner with a sarong and just play some music or put some incense, really create a beautiful ambience for them to really relax and really marinate in the magic that has been created. Because when it is a tantric experience, they get to really feel those bubbles, those vibrations that are really moving up and down their spine, through their whole body. They can still feel in a deeper state of consciousness, like they're in a journey. It can be like a psychedelic experience for them. So they need to have a moment of landing, of really soaking everything in or perhaps repeating some positive affirmation, really reciting certain insights that they have received in this practice, such as I'm loved, I'm worthy, I'm beautiful, or gratitude for life itself. And after they spend 10-15 minutes lying down like this, I invite them to gradually sit down and I hold their hands. And this is when we conclude the ritual more formally by coming back to the initial intention and consecration and expressing gratitude. Gratitude to sacred space, gratitude for this opportunity, gratitude for that higher consciousness that was guiding us through this experience. So it's an opportunity to formally wrap up the ceremony and have a closure 
And then we move just as gradually into our tea. I like to give some more relaxing version of tea, something that doesn't have caffeine for the very end, so they can feel more, more at ease and more relaxed once they are gradually finishing this journey with me. And this is when we can have a sharing, we can talk to one another and share whatever feels alive. There might be still a bit in their inner space and they might not feel like sharing and that's okay. It can be hug, can be holding hands, it can be taking bath. So it's just an opportunity to finish everything gradually without any, having any abrupt moments of Okay, now what's next? Let me go back to work. I really encourage my clients not to rush into anything and continuously staying connected with their body. And there might be still a chance of certain afterglow or aftershocks or some emotions after that, which is absolutely fine. Now they have tools, now they have some knowledge or experience from this journey where they know like that it's a good time to welcome anything and everything that pops up in their energetic, emotional and mental field. And integration, as my mentor Cole and Ta like to say, are not optional. Ceremonial journey is meant to be integrated into everyday life. And this podcast for you is hopefully an opportunity to really integrate this into your lovemaking, into your intimacy. Even if it's with yourself right now, consider picking up my ideas and taking them further. And even if it's just the one little change that you create in your way of touching yourself or and your partner, I feel like this podcast wasn't a waste of my time because I would love to inspire you to have deeper lovemaking experience, deeper intimacy with yourself and others. So this ceremonial journey is a perfect celebration of what's really possible for us as humans because we have incredible potential right? We can really make a quickie and go through mechanical motions in our sexuality, or we can have this divinely ceremonial, beautiful, incredible, powerful journey. And let me give you a little overview of what we've talked about in this podcast as I'm wrapping this up. Now, let me go briefly through everything we've talked about. First, is intention. Setting intention has a huge power. What feels alive for you for this intimate experience? Second is safety. What makes you feel safe? Next one is, in my case, tea ceremony. In your case, can be cacao or wine, an opportunity to slow down and have some something to drink, something to eat. Next one is set and setting. What kind of space do you want? Do you want to make it special and clean and have special lights, special incense, special um, atmosphere, ambience? Next one is authentic conversation. Definitely share with your partner what you really, really feel. 
Next is the ritual of consecration and really staying in the present moment. Consider adding the element of secrecy with the ritual of consecration. Next is full body massage. No body part should be denied. Next is communication of feelings, desires, and boundaries through this experience. Slowing down is really important to be able to notice that and to find ways to express it. Staying present and active exhalation with your mouth as an opportunity to stay really connected to your breath. Breath is a beautiful bridge to this present moment awareness, and it's also a beautiful way of expressing what you're feeling. Next is energy sublimation, connecting together all layers and levels of who we are, staying really congruent and allowing the whole body to experience ripple effect of what's really happening. Finally, deep relaxation, allowing some time to really land after this deep flight. Next is closure and gratitude, having some formal closure ritual together. Coming back to the same tea or wine ceremony, sharing, talking about what really happened. It can be an authentic, respectful to one another because intimate topics are so sensitive and at the same time, truthful. Then not rushing anywhere and giving some time for aftercare. So I hope this wisdom is useful to you. Please do not hesitate to share your feedback with me. I would love, love, love to hear how it lands. It's my first time doing podcast episode number four, but I feel like a beginner. So any feedback from you will be appreciated. Any thoughts, ideas, and if you really enjoy it, please leave five star review, subscribe. This is really appreciated. And you can also follow me on my social media. Everything is in show notes. And I will say goodbye to you for now until next episode.